Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by G. Hey Wiley, Armani Buckets, and today Chloe Clark. Chloe, how are you? Hello, I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Uh, the newest member, I mean, you know, I can kind of let the cat out of the bag of the Sporting <laughs> Tribune. Some fun stuff coming uh, you guys did the show without me yesterday. I was at the Los Angeles Sports Conference talking to some people about some new things happening in the pipeline. Uh, how was the show? How did it go, Jihei? I thought it went fine. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't yeah, miss we me did. at all. All right. I mean, we're always yeah, we're always gonna on. miss you. I mean, <laughs> you don't need validation there, Arash. Like we, sure. everybody <laughs> always misses Arash. It's called the Arash Markazi yeah, Show, that's right. right? But yeah, no, it was it was good. It was good. What do you think, Armand? I, of course we missed you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and also, by the way, I mean, I, I don't want to get, you know, too sidetracked here with this, um, you know, love fest that we have going on. But I opened Twitter today. The first thing I see is a tweet from Lakers Central 365, Rob Palinka, and I quote, rest assured there will be changes to our roster. We have to be better than we were last year. This was, by the way, on media day. I should have prefaced that. Yeah. Uh, Lakers fans deserve that. That's a quote from Rob Palinka. Just wanted to throw that. Well, out Lakers there. fans do deserve that. You know what they don't deserve? They don't deserve what is happening right now. They are oh, two and nine right but he's now. He's a liar. Yeah, I'm good with it. He's a <laughs> yeah. liar. No, listen. Changes will be made. It's too late, Arash. It's too late. <laughs> I mean, at what point? Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's too late. There's, there's I'm nothing. Sorry. There's, there's, there's nothing that, that that can be. But you know, I mean, it's a small thing. But not only are they. Two and nine. They really should be one and ten. I mean, it, it, they had a Matt Ryan miracle, oh, yeah. giving them that one win. Not that I don't want to, you know, but I'm just saying, like, this is how bad that that team is right now. Uh, so we have to start there, right? The Clippers Lakers game. So the Clippers have beaten the Lakers nine straight times. Crazy. And it's it's a it's more than that. Like if you go back to like the past ten years, like the number of times that they've won. Um, this Clippers team is not playing well. They don't have Kawhi. Where do the Lakers stand? I mean, at some point, and by the way, LeBron's hurt. I, I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but if we look at his, when he suffered the, he, he hurt his groin a couple of years ago and he was out for a while. 
By the way, we should do some revisionist history yeah. because that team was the four seed when he got hurt. The kids, the Davis oh, yeah. trade, all of that, what's happened and transpired since then, that team, they were figuring some stuff out on Christmas Day when he got 100%. hurt. And so this situation that they're in now, they have never been in a situation like this before where the future is sacrificed and compromised. Now LeBron is hurt, and you have the possibility, which is getting likelier if LeBron misses time, that the Pelicans could have a top four pick in a draft that is a generational potential draft. Yeah. It's just, it's the worst look for an organization. And after what happened last year, by the way, I saw a great stat. We keep talking about, oh, this year can't be worse than last year. It's not possible. <laughs> last year, they didn't fall seven games under 500 to like game 65. Really? This is game 11. Wow. Last year, for as bad as it was, for as bad as we all thought it was, and it was really, really bad, Yeah, they didn't reach this low until that late in the season. So gives you some perspective. I forgot what our bet was. I bet Armani Bucks. The Lakers <laughs> well, could not possibly be worse than last season. I owe you. A, I owe you a lunch because we. Lo I lost the Bears Cowboys bet. All right. But then we bet drinks, and nice. I'm gonna need a stomach pump. I'm gonna be uh, honest with you because yeah. I'm gonna take advantage of that. Hey, you know what I think you should do is I think that Opus One needs to be flown, and I need to be there when you guys uh, do do yeah. this yeah. bet when you cash in this bet. Oh well, goodness! You let me know when. I, I I'm not giving up like that because the plan. Who knows? Like teams are gonna want to lose intentionally. Yeah. And the Lakers have no reason to lose intentionally, obviously, but like they are so bad. Pat Bev is not <laughs> as good as Taylor Horton Tucker. No, that trade just, looks like a loss now. That trade only worked if Pat Bev can do what he said he d he could do. Remember, yeah. he said like if if the Lakers had me, they'd be in the Western Conference Finals, which is crazy. But like he should make you a playoff team. He should be that guy who kind of like makes you a a good team. He's not there. He's hit that wall. And THT's a young player. What is he, 22, 23? Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is, I mean, that was a terrible trade. Yeah, but I feel like Pat, but like, look at Minnesota right now, though, too. Like, they're, they're missing him. They're missing him as well. So I feel like in the regular season, though, Pat Bev is not that massive of, so, like, a huge contributor. He, like, pumps you guys, he pumps the team up later on the season. Yeah. Am I wrong on that? No, he does. But, I mean, I, I think the problem is you make a short... Most of the moves this team has made have been short-term. Short-term right. moves. You know, like, like we're going to make this move because this will help us win a championship right now. Pat Bev doesn't help you. Pat Bev is, like... By the way, like, Pat Bev was never, like, this great player. I mean, but, but at least no. he gave you something. He was, like, an intimidator. He's, like, the trash talker. He's the one that you want... On yeah. your side and, like, pumping you up and revving you up. And then after the game yesterday, Paul George and Ty Lue, did you guys see what they said about Pat Bev? They, they said basically the game plan was just to shoot over him. Just, <laughs> I mean, and it worked. Pat Bev, you need somebody on the roster to be able to guard Devin Booker, Paul George, Jimmy Butler, whoever the elite yeah. player is. They don't have that. This whole defense notion, it doesn't work if you don't have the Caruso. You don't have the Kuzma, the Danny Green. And we've talked about this. Take a sledgehammer to that roster. So here's, here's the problem that, that I have. It is so hard to put together a team that is, that is a tight-knit group. And there's this great quote from Bill Parcells. When you win a championship, there's like a blood tra tra transfusion that you have. You, you're, you're a part of something. That team was especially tight. They go to China. Things happen in China in terms of like comments were made. Kobe passing that team was on a flight that that team in, in, in the, the game that they played 
when Kobe passed and was still surreal to this day, very tight. Pandemic happens. They go to Florida for 100 days. They are together. No team, no championship team was as close-knit as that group. The offseason was 60 days or 70 days or something ridiculous like that. And you knew at some point they were going to hit that wall. Right before they did, though, second best record in the league. And if they were healthy in the playoffs, I'm telling you that they would have gone to the finals. And they took a sledgehammer to that team. They let Caruso walk for nothing. Traded KCP and Kuzma for Russell Westbrook. I mean, why they didn't just keep that unit together? And I'm not saying that they would have gone on to win, you know, two more. They would have been a competitive team. They would have been a championship contending team. This team right now is horrible. And we have to mention, watching the Clippers, Ivica Zubac is playing at an all-NBA defense 100%. level. Oh, he's yeah. killing it. It's, it's by the way, incredible. those are not headline trades, but two of the worst trades in like league history that we'll look at in terms of... Wait, what was the player that they traded Mike Muscala. And Mike Muscala didn't do That was a terrible anything. trade at the time. Yeah. That was a terrible trade at the time, and it's like become significantly worse. Yeah. Like, if... If Zubac is like an all-star player this year, which he could be. All-star might. Yeah, I, I hear mean, you. Yeah. I hear you. Because well, we're not at the point. Like, we yeah. have a front court and a back court player. So it's not the same. But, yeah. you know. You know who the lucky person is here? Chloe. Because Chloe did not watch the game. Last I still put myself <laughs> through the misery of watching this team play. Because I'm thinking that there's a light at the, the, the end of the tunnel. And they did give me that hope for two games. For two games, they gave me that hope. Chloe, why am I watching these these games? I don't I don't get it. Look, I I'm with you when you said it was a lot of hope for those two games because you know the whole Westbrook resurgence and maybe a glimmer of what this team really could turn around. But um, you know it's looking not too great for them. And like you said um, earlier, they definitely need some change. And um, with Re uh, LeBron out and. Yeah. And we don't know how long he's out either, right? What do you like, guys think about that? Because to me, I re remember the Christmas Day game immediately. I think, I think he's out for a, some time. He, yeah. he says, according to the CBS article, that um, it's not as bad as the growing injury. Okay. All right. So, I mean, the, again, light at the end of the tunnel for you guys, I guess. <laughs> One of the things we should mention, though, you know, if we want to keep any optimism alive, this four-game homestand, they play Sacramento, Brooklyn, Detroit, and I believe San Antonio. Yeah. They're 2-9. and nine. You you need to win at least two of these games, <laughs> with or without LeBron. You're yeah. at home. You have Westbrook. You have Davis. I don't think they will. To be to be frank with you, I think that they're going to find a way to lose multiple, maybe <laughs> go one and three. Yeah. But this is it. Like this is the the. I know it's early in the season. Four game homestand. Everybody's laughing at you. Can you pull out at least two and two? If not three and one. 100 percent And this is why a year ago when again they begin the season and people are talking about them as a championship contending team, they were twelve and twelve. And they didn't play a great schedule at the beginning. I'm like they're playing like a really these really bad teams and they're twelve and twelve. Like after twenty four games this season, if they're you know, four and twenty or I mean this wow. is this could be really bad, you know. Yeah. And the the further we go, you know, Every team is going to be looking at them and passing them by. And our good friend Brandon Deutsch, who keeps saying, you know, wait till the trade deadline. Wait till there is no, no time I guess to wait. That, till that the was trade the deadline. issue with what he's saying is like you can't wait that long. Like mm -hmm. I disagree with you. I don't think it's too late. But we're, we're we're right on the cusp of it being too late. We're right on the cusp of like okay, two and nine. I mean, if two and nine goes to 
If, if this continues, but then, then it's too late. The next logical step is to do what? You have to put Anthony Davis probably on the market. I just don't know what you can get for him. His value has to be so low right now. And that's why I wouldn't yeah. trade him. I, I just, I, I, keep I can't. Yeah. Do you guys just wait this out to the end of the year and just say, screw it? Uh, uh, wait this wait this all now I guess too early to say like you're gonna lose fans yeah, I mean people yeah. are just gonna like but by the way tickets KD's playing LeBron first time in four or five years oh, wow. 2019 yeah. 2018 it was a and again this is still a lot of but $120 normally a game like that you can't get in from less than like you know 400 something like that the Brooklyn Nets are terrible, obviously. Kyrie's not playing. KD's playing well, but, like, you know. Brooklyn's actually <laughs> playing some... Brooklyn's playing inspiring basketball. That's the embarrassing like thing for the Lakers. All the, yeah. it, despite all of the drama, Ben Simmons has been absolute garbage, but they're playing inspiring. And yeah. the Lakers just... It's like they That's have a word no that the Lakers don't... <laughs> and they even talked the all season about this chip on their shoulder. Where is it? Where is it? Pat yeah. Bev, where is it? And the problem, I, I don't want to be too harsh on them because you have a G League roster. You have guys like Matt Ryan, Juan Toscano Anderson, Wenyan Gabriel. I forgot where I saw this, but they were saying, somebody said yesterday, the Clippers have like 12 guys that would be the Lakers' like fourth best player, fifth best player. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's true. Yeah. What can you do when you don't have a roster? And the roster all comes back to the Westbrook trade because you, you, you restricted your salary cap you tied into that big three, and everything that's going to happen as a result of that is directly tied to that. So Horrible. you can't avoid it. Yeah. yeah. Chloe, let me loop you in on this one. One of the things that we always talk about is I keep saying no matter what the Clippers do, no matter how bad things get, this will never be a Clippers town. If this continues, if we continue down this road, listen, at the end of the day, the Clippers still have to win a championship. Chloe, what, what, what would the Clippers have to do? Someone who grew up here for this to be a quote-unquote Clippers town. I mean, hearing you say that, I'm just, <laughs> no, could never, could never. This is always Lakers side over here. And I don't think, you know, it just also brings back to just like the culture of being raised in LA and yeah. why, to say you're a Clippers fan, I mean, it just doesn't right? Sit, sit right with me. So GA, because again, you began full transparency, you began as a Shaq fan, you began yep. as a fan of, of Lakers. It's always interesting when you talk to a Clippers fan, like how did that fandom happen? It's usually maybe they're <laughs> from New York, I can't root for the Lakers, or in your case, you were a, a Shaq fan, they did Shaq wrong. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I mean I'm like old school, I'm magic, I'm, you know, uh, I'm, I'm really, really old school Lakers, so I grew up, obviously my mom loved the Lakers. <laughs> she still to this day loves the Lakers. So um, yeah, my whole entire family roots for them. I'm the only one <laughs> that yeah. roots for the Clippers. Um, basically, my fandom switched over because I um, actually Brent Berry came to our school. Oh, Brent okay. Berry came to Costa and uh, Miracosta. Shout out to Costa. Not like they need more shout outs, but um, <laughs> but uh, he came over to our uh, and hosted an, an event out of school and gave away tickets because back then you could give away tickets and we sat like right almost courtside uh, for, awesome. for le legit free and so 
after that, I was like, you know what? I'll root for him. That was the year he won the dunk contest. All right. That was, um, and I still rooted for, and Shaq was still there. Like, there, yeah. that, that whole roster was still there. Kobe was still there. So I still rooted for them. But once Shaq left, because Shaq had done so much for the LA community, yeah. that man is a giving man, and he has never changed. So I think the second that he left and went to Miami, I was like, I'm good. I can't relate to anybody else that's on this team. I'll switch over. So that's why I, I that's why I've been a Laker, or a Clipper fan since 1997. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, Jay, before we head to break, we do have to talk about the, the Rams. Matthew Stafford con- con- concussion <laughs> protocol, which kind of came out of nowhere. So this is a concussion he suffered in Tampa. I don't know whether they kept it under wraps or, I mean, the fact that we just heard about it on Wednesday. John Wolford. Your old friend. John I love Wolford. him. I love Wait, him. So I really, really, want? really want to start. This is one of those things where it's like, I mean, can it get any worse? I mean, we'll see what John can do. Your uh, your thoughts on? Again, I don't know how Matthew Stafford could be put in concussion protocol on Wednesday in play on Sunday. That would not be a good look. Well, I, I'm concerned that it happened on Wednesday as opposed to earlier, yeah, right? Yes, so I don't, I mean, clearly it, it happened in Tampa, right. and I don't know whether something happened in practice or he had symptoms or whatnot, but yeah, I mean, that, generally speaking, you would hear about it sooner than that. But. Yeah, like I thought that, you know, maybe late Sunday night or something like that, they'd be like, okay, you're feeling a little wonky. It's maybe time to yeah. uh, figure this out. But yeah, I mean, you know I love Wolford. I yeah. love him. I, I have now, loved him GA loved like Wolford back when Jared Goff was the quarterback. Okay. And she was the first one on the Jared Goff is terrible. He should leave <laughs> uh, train. So. A great guy, by the way. Great person. But <laughs> god-awful quarterback. Yeah. Just God, god bless you, Jared. But yeah, I just, I think... Uh, proof is in the pudding, right? I mean, like, look, and then no, look yeah. at how, and then look at what Wolford did, um, A, in preseason, and B, you know, when he had to replace Jared or had to replace, you know, so I, yeah. I don't know, again, proof is in the pudding. I think you should be give everybody should get, get a chance, and especially Wolford. I don't know, he's just so charismatic to me. I just really, really like him. He's a good second string quarterback. Yeah, oh, absolutely. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm not saying. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not saying that he should start. No, no, like, no, no. But, but, you know, of all time. But yeah, he should be given a chance. That was my first thought. You know, like, oh, yeah, geez, I gonna see him. her, her favorite player. By the way, back to back Sunday night games for the Chargers. That was just announced yesterday. Uh, Chargers play San Francisco this Sunday night, and then next Sunday night at SoFi Stadium, it's Chiefs Chargers. I mean, if the Chargers can find a way to beat San Francisco, it's going to be tough to do. Because right now, the issue is all the players who are hurt with the Chargers. No Keenan Allen, no Mike Williams. I mean, I I love Herbert, but who's he going to throw to? Yeah, Yeah, no, I think that's the main concern, right, with everybody. Like, I mean, at this point in the season, everybody's hurt, right? But Chargers indefinitely are hurt, especially on the offensive end. Is their defense even going to be able to stand up against San Fran? Like, Joey Bose is supposed to come back at some uh-huh. point at the end of the month, but like, he's been hurt too. I mean, I mean, the, the, the fact that they found a way to win, though, that's the impressive thing for the uh, Chargers. It just seems like the Chargers thing, I get it that they're, they're very banged up. It just seems like it's destined for Brandon Staley to do something that has us scratching our heads at some point. <laughs> sure. at, and, and not only in this game, but like the, the general conclusion to the season, it feels like that's where it's headed. Doesn't how, it? How long do you guys just quick question? How long do you see Brandon Staley still car key still working? It's a great question because I mean, the talent on this team is t- t- so great, but they've been hurt. I mean, Brandon Staley's excuse is really built in at this point. Now they were struggling b- before 
some of these guys got hurt. But enough guys have gone down, and they found a way to win where I think he gets one more year. Again, no Keenan Allen, no Mike Williams, no Joey Bosa. I mean, I, I'm, there's a ton of players who are not playing for them right now. So they are a player, GA, when you begin the season, you're like, wow, this is like one of the most talented teams in the league. But then if half those guys are out or a lot of those key guys are out, I mean, I think like if they continue to win, if they are above 500, if they are in playoff contention the last game of the season, despite all of these guys not playing, he buys himself one more year. So here's my only reason why I'm thinking that it's a possibility that he wouldn't. Uh-huh. And I know that like this is how rumors start, and this is probably not you know oh, I viable. Know, I know where you're going with this. Sean Payton. Yep. And his wife have rented a condo here in wonderful, beautiful now, Manhattan Beach. So- I learned a long time ago, property, who cares? Like, And by the way, they're renting. No, no, no. and I get renting. that. I get that. But as a coach, why would you buy? Have I, you like, seen you co- Sean Payton out and about? So unfortunately, I haven't. I had to, like... I had to read it, read about Jimmy's it, because I haven't seen about for it. That. <laughs> so I, I'm, I will have my eyes and ears open this weekend to no, see him out. Jay, but so I think I it's think also because he's working. So that's what changes things. If you can get a Super Bowl champion coach like Sean Payton, if you can get a coach who's got a track record of helping quarterbacks become great quarterbacks, Drew Brees. Um, yeah, listen, I, I think if you're the Chargers and you don't make the playoffs, and I think the way things are trending this season with them, they do not make the playoffs. That said, if you can get Sean Payton. So listen, if Sean Payton were not available, I think Brandon bought himself one more year because of all the guys who are hurt. However, Sean Payton is available. He's in the South Bay. The Chargers are doing construction on their new practice facility right here in the South Bay. There's enough uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. And I, and I think that makes 100% sense. I would listen. If Sean Payne was available, I would totally hire him. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend, Nick Hamilton. When we return on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas, in the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. what drives everyone to make the most of every moment we celebrate living large in the now in a city where time disappears we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever we go big we go all night and here everyone is invited to get loose and get loud this is circa you'll have the time of your life This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circus Sports guest hotline right now and join our good friend Nick Hamilton. Nick, how are you? 
I'm okay. I'm a little jealous of Raj. You didn't dress up for me today like you did yesterday. I know. I That's know. Right. I wanted to get on my suit and tie <laughs> for you, Nick Hamilton, but I, 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 I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, Nick, you were at uh, Crypto.com last night. Um, listen, at some point, I got to stop putting myself through, through the pain of watching the <laughs> Lakers play. Uh, Nick, your thoughts on that game? It was a wild game. I think when you look at the Los Angeles Clippers, um, they came out very strong, had a lot of uh, intensity. They came out with a sense of urgency. And, uh, if you don't count the second quarter when he blew a 17-point lead, um, in the second quarter. But the one thing that got the Clippers over the hump, especially in the second half, is their ability to be aggressive uh, around the basket and get to the free throw line, then cash in at the free throw line. And when I spoke with Paul George uh, last night just about how that helped the rhythm, he was like, yeah, it helps tremendously, especially when you're able to cash in um, at the line and keep and put points on the board when your shots are not always falling uh, from the field. And so when you look at this Laker team, I mean, it was a travesty to put Patrick Beverly on Paul George. I mean, Paul George cooked that dude like a Thanksgiving turkey in the, in the oven. I mean, it was absolutely absurd to see uh, that that type of so-called defense on a guy like Paul George who could just get up and elevate, uh, who definitely improved his mid-range game uh, this so far this season. And the thing about when you look at the Lakers, too, I mean, you look at LeBron, and AD and AD was having uh, having his way in the paint. I mean, he was one rebound shy of a double double. Uh, but at the same time, the other guys could not contribute effectively. Russell Westbrook blew some plays. Uh, you know, uh, Austin Reeves he had a, ni- a couple of nice three pointers, but he couldn't get the job done. Thomas Brown Jr. Uh, you know, just guys that they, they don't look like a cohesive unit. They look like a bunch of guys. It's like AD, LeBron. And then everybody else. Um, it looks like a, a, a Motown reunion show, um, you know, where you got the stars and then everybody else. And, and this team is just not getting it done. Um, and you kind of feel bad for Darvin Ham, who's trying his best to keep his team motivated. Um, he's trying to keep his best to coach his team up. And then Laker Nation obviously uh, gasped collectively when they saw LeBron go out um, holding his groin or his lower, you know, his leg. Um, they, they're scheduled to get an MRI today um, to see what the damage is, if there's any, uh, to, Le- to LeBron James. And if there is any damage, then how long will he be out? Um, obviously, they can't afford to have LeBron James out at any point of, uh, of a game uh, with them sitting at 2 or 9. But unfortunately, that's just the woes and, and the uh, adversity that the Lakers team has faced thus far. Nick, before we ask you about LeBron and the weak ass Lakers um, I'm wondering I had to get a shout I had to get it out man I had to get it out come on um, um, I'm always of the plight that when you look good you feel good Nick's still laughing <laughs> um, I'm always of the plight of when you look good you feel good I don't know about those new unis that the Clippers unveiled what do you think about them uh, yeah I, uh, I'm, I'm like a statue I ain't feeling it uh, right I'm just not I don't I like the ones they, they played in last night. Sometimes you can go overboard. Sometimes you got to know when to say when, like you're talking about people knowing when to stop drinking. Know when to say when when it comes to some of these designs. Because even they ain't just the Clippers. You look at the Charlotte Hornets, City uh, uh, Special Edition, you look at some of these other uniforms, you're like, who threw up on the couch? <laughs> I mean, that's just what you, that, that's what some of these uniforms look like. I mean, who was, who, who went on an acid trip and thought this was cool? I mean, it looked like the Mad Hatter designed some of these uniforms. Uh, 
It is like ridiculous, man. I'm sorry. I, I'm not. I'm not feeling them at all. Yeah, it was supposed to be like the hull of a ship or something. It was supposed to be like from back in the day of the Clippers, you know, like on a boat and stuff like that. But I still, I, I'm with you. I was not feeling it. Yeah, Nick. I we we've been seeing a lot of Anthony Davis potential trade rumors and and whatnot. If this Lakers season does keep going south. What would you what would you like to see the Lakers do to right the ship in the future? Did we lose? Nick? Did we lose you? Did you hear? Can't hear. Can you hear me now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. good. We got you. Did you hear the question, okay. Nick? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got you. Um, listen, I think what you have to do is, I mean, LeBron is probably going to equip Dream's record with about January, early February. I think you have to start looking at taking calls for LeBron. I think you have to start looking at taking calls for Anthony Davis. I, I think Anthony Davis is a talented player, but he's a guy that he can't stay healthy no matter what he does. I don't care if he's playing the five, he's playing the four. Um, he, he can't stay healthy. And I think if you're LeBron, if, you, if you're looking at LeBron James, yeah, you want him to beat Kareem's record in your uniform under your organization. I think that's a wonderful accomplishment. But I think if you're trying to get to a certain particular state, you're going to have to make some drastic moves because they're staring down the barrel of, of, of mediocrity for the next five or six years. They're not winning a championship anytime soon. I don't care what they are telling us. I mean, obviously that's their goal and it should be, but in reality is they're not going to win a championship for the next five, six, seven years. Um, they, I don't know why they're holding on to these future picks. They're holding on to them like an old lady holding on to her, her support bra. Uh, you know, it's just ridiculous because we don't know what the future is going to hold. Um, you do know what the next two to three years hold if you continue to hold on to these players thinking that you're you're going to make uh, turn water into wine. It ain't happening. Um, LeBron is in his 20th year. He's still effective, absolutely, but you're just wasting away LeBron. Uh, you're wasting away Anthony Davis. Um, you need to give these guys up and start fresh. You got to start from ground zero and build up because you're looking at another decade of of mediocrity and and being average. Um, and Laker fans are not going to stand for that. Uh, we saw what happened once Kobe uh, retired. Look how long it took for them to get back to the promised land. Fortunately, they they were able to acquire a, a, a little bit younger LeBron James, and they, and they acquired Anthony Davis. They did secure a championship. But look how long it took them to get back to the NBA Finals. It took them 10 years to get back to the NBA Finals. It's going to take them another, possibly another 10 years uh, to get back to the NBA Finals and, ha- and happen to win the Finals. Um, so they got they got to make some drastic moves. I don't understand why Rob think it got an extension. Um, I don't know, know why, what, what, what caused that opportunity to happen for him because I've not been impressed with Rob Palenka as a general manager. Nothing against him as a person. But I, I have not been impressed with Rob Link as a general manager. I don't know what was going on that, that, that gave him the indication that he, he deserves an extension. I mean, what else is he going to do? What is he going to do drastically that's going to turn this, 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 this team around? By the, by the way, Nick, I, I, I was just scrolling social media. Heck of a picture with you and the mayor. It, it is the honorary mayor, Nick Hamilton, and the actual mayor. Uh, <laughs> what, what were you guys talking about? It was funny, man. This, this coming from the governor of of, of, of California here in the Ross Gavin Newsom is just a figure. Yeah, right. Um, 
catching up because I, I see the, I see I see Mayor Garcetti uh, quite often. So I mean, he recognizes my face. We're just catching up, talking about stuff. I was talking about LAFC that particular day, winning the MLS Cup. Which congratulations out to them. Um, and it was just cool to see the mayor again. You know, uh, everybody has their 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 positives and negatives about Mayor Garcetti, but you know, and obviously he's a politician. You're going to have you know. Uh, you know, your, your, your pros and cons. But, I mean, uh, overall, he's a nice guy. Uh, and every time I run into him, he's always been incredibly respectful. So, he's a cool dude, man. You know, but I'm looking forward to the new mayor uh, coming in, coming into town. That's right. And uh, making this city better. Uh, Nick, what can you say about what's happening with the Rams? Again, the Stafford concussion protocol news uh. came out of left field. I mean, normally you don't hear about that on a Wednesday. Um I mean, this this team does not look great right now. I mean, they they, they they had to beat Tampa Bay. That was a must-win game for them. A, what is up with Stafford? And B, how crucial is this game? Well, first of all, we got sucker punched with it with the information yesterday because we didn't see that coming at all. Unlike Jordan Poole when he saw Draymond Green. <laughs> um, I think I think when you look at it, I mean, this team is just completely falling apart at the seams, and it's very unfortunate because. It's a great organization. They've accomplished so much in the last couple of years leading up to this season. Um, you hate to see it just fall to the wayside. And it's, and it's like I said, it's just falling apart at the seams. you got Matthew Stafford in concussion protocol. Unsure if he's going to be able to play on Sunday. John Wolfer is now taking snaps. Who's the backup quarterback? you got Malcolm Brown is going to be out dealing with a hamstring injury. Brian Allen is also dealing with injury. Um so it, it's going to be a very interesting, it's going to be a much tougher game now. I think the odds now are minus one and a half for the Rams because they are at home at SoFi against the Arizona Cardinals. But it can easily be an Arizona, excuse me, an Arizona Cardinals win um, if they are able to, to, Tyler Murray and company can put it all together. Um, this Rams team has, has been decimated with injuries, especially on the offensive line uh, in the secondary. And I think, I hate to say it like this, and because I like Jalen Ramsey as a player, I think the boy's talented. Uh, but I think it may be time for him to start. You know, maybe him and Raheem need to have that conversation. You know, that that birds and bees type conversation where it's like, look, man, <laughs> this ain't working. I'm gonna have to put you at free safety where you can roam a little better. Because I think his best days at corner are behind him. Um, we've seen him get cooked time and time again. Um, and you know, they released a couple of players yesterday as well. Um, it's just it's it's a sad situation to watch the Rams uh, go through the adversity they're currently going through, but they're going to have to really find a way to get through it. I think the play calling is going to have to change. Um, I think Cohen is going to have to. I, if I'm Sean McVay, first of all, Sean McVay has to stop calling the play. He's got to relinquish that right to call the plays. I think if you bring in a guy like Thomas Brown, who's been there, I think you should give opportunity to Thomas Brown. Um, to call the plays. I think you should let Raheem call the defense and you manage the team, much like we've seen Bill Belichick and other successful head coaches like a Nick Saban, which they do. They pretty much manage. They play CEO. They're managers. Uh, they may coach a particular position, but they overall they play managers and not just head coaches. And I think that's where Sean McVay is going to have to start adopting that philosophy because I think Sean McVay is an incredibly uh, intelligent head coach, but I think sometimes you can outsmart yourself and I think it's time that 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 when he, when he, when McVay mentioned about changes, I think it's time that he start making those changes within himself and he let it spread out throughout his coaching staff. Um, and I think you know now is the time for him to do that. 
Nick, I wanted to get your thoughts on the defending champs. They are 4-7, and seven, the Golden State Warriors. They have the fourth worst defensive rating in the entire NBA right now, and their bench has been terrible. Do you think that there's any cause for concern? Do you think that they're, they're just you know in coast mode for now? What do you think is going on with Golden State? I think there's some type of cause for concern, especially I think there's some co- there may be some some cohesiveness or lack thereof um, in their locker room. Because again, we've all seen the the, the 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 horrible video that transpired between two teammates, and I don't think you can repair that overnight. That could be uh, a part of it. Also, too, you know, championship hangover. Um, teams are playing the Warriors much harder than they have before because they are the defending champions. Um, and I think they're not, and the Warriors, I think, are going to have to find a way to be able to adjust and realize who they are, find their identity, remember who they are, and play their style of basketball offensively. Let the rhythm flow, the fluidity in the, in the rhythm flow in their offense, and be able to play and step up their defense. I mean, they, we have not known a consistent defensive team, because let's be clear. I mean, a lot of teams in the NBA don't play like lockdown defense like we saw. You know, like we've seen in the 80s and in the 90s, where it was like you had lockdown defenders. You don't have that as much as you do, you know, now as you do back then. So I think teams play significant uh, amounts of defense. But, yeah, they're going to have to step up their defensive presence for sure. Um, and I think it's, it's still early in the season. I wouldn't hit the panic button quite yet. I would at least wait till Christmas Day or around that time to say, okay, let's, let's assess where the Warriors are and if they're still – below 500 they're still fourth or maybe even fifth defensively if the offense isn't clicking as consistent as it should now there's some true cause for concern and maybe they need to start looking at their options around the trade deadline to see what they could do as far as improving that team but they have a lot of smart people in the front office um, they have a lot of battle-tested people in that front office so i think they'll make the right decision when it comes to up- upgrading their team if necessary yeah, I definitely agree with you on Golden State on that one, Nick. Um, it is the first day of free agency in Major League Baseball. Uh, who do you think, uh, with Trey Turner, Aaron Judge, and Jason DeGrom pretty much at the helm right now for everybody to be focusing on, who do you think the Dodgers should be focusing on in free agency? Uh, they should focus on getting arms. Uh, I think you have to take. A, I think you have to kick the tires on Jacob DeGrom. I think you have to kick the tires on him. I think if you can, I know he's had a history of injury. I think he's an incredible pitcher, but unfortunately, he's been, you know, decimated by injuries. But I think if you can keep the tires on him, keep him healthy just long enough to get into the playoffs. And then once you get in the playoffs, he can, if he can remain healthy and be that dominant threat that we, he, he's been accustomed to being, um, I think he's going to he can be significant upgrade for the Dodgers on the mound. Um, Aaron Judge, I don't see him leaving New York. Uh, I, I can't see Major League Baseball allowing that to happen, to have your, your top superstar in the number one market lead the most prestigious franchise in all of sports. I can't see that happening. Um, it would be a major blow to Major League Baseball. It would be a major blow to the New York Yankees. They can say what they want. Brian Cashman can try to save faith along with Aaron Bolt. But let's all be clear. Let's keep it Let's keep it a buck. Uh, there's no way in hell you're going to let a talent and a guy that's larger than life like Aaron Judge leave your organization because of money. Pay the man his money. Start up bidding at $400 million and get on with it. Stop messing around and stop sliding sliding your feet and acting like this is just another day at the park. No. You give the man his money. You can't justify giving uh, Mike Trout arguably one of the greatest hitters of our generation. And you can't arguably 
say that uh, uh, the dude in Philly, Mike um, Harper, giving him the amount of money that you gave him, and you don't want to give Aaron Judge at least four hundred million dollars and all what he's accomplished thus far and had a, an outstanding regular season, a terrific regular season, a, a, a okay uh, playoffs, but a, a, a terrific regular season. Um, there's no just no justification for nothing less than four hundred million dollars. Nick, we were talking about the key card, your favorite phrase as it relates to the Chargers, and if they don't make the playoffs this year, what is the likelihood that the key card for Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco, which we've been talking about for years, that it may not work? And, and the caveat that we brought up is that Sean Payton is out there. Not only is Sean Payton out there, he's living in the South Bay these days, Nick. He's talking about the Chargers on talk shows and stuff like that. What does the future hold for the Chargers? Well, the future holds Sean Payton ringing your doorbell saying, Daddy, I'm home. <laughs> uh, we, I, I mean, Sean Payton is, is, is on on their neck. Is on is on Brandon Staley's neck. I mean, he can feel he can feel the breath on his neck. That's how close he is. I mean, Brandon Staley is coaching for his job, and, and the next two games are not going to be easy. I mean, he's at San Francisco uh, at Levi Stadium. San Francisco is getting healthier. They're bringing their players back. You got Christian McCaffrey, who's been absolutely outstanding. And if they can get Debo Samuel back, that's really going to be a, a doomsday uh, for the Chargers. And then the Chargers come back home on another Sunday night affair against the, the, the AFC West leading Kansas City Chiefs, who Kansas City has figured it out and really are starting to roll right now. Um, so I can see two losses right there that brings them to 500. Um and that, I don't, I don't, with, with guys injured, um, Joey Bosa possibly coming back, maybe not, who knows. Uh, Justin Herbert still getting healthy. Uh, Keenan Allen, um, you know, injuries continue to, 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 to decimate that Chargers team, unfortunately. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's going to be a sad situation. The key cards will not work, and the unemployment line will be available for Brandon Staley as well as Tommy T, better known as Tom Gillespie. Nick, last 60 seconds with you. Uh, big game for USC Friday night. Um, again, we are we are going on a collision course with USC, UCLA, perhaps both in the top 10 playing. Um, your thoughts, which team, which of those two teams, USC, UCLA, will you see play in the Pac-12 championship game? Well, I don't know if it's a big game, Arash, uh, for USC and Colorado, but I do think it's a, it could be a good trap game for them. So they have to be very careful about that, not looking ahead to UCLA at the Rose Bowl. But I can see USC, if they can be able to win out, USC can definitely uh, represent the Pac-12 uh, in the Pac-12 championship, along with possibly Oregon, if they can win out as well. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I think at the end of the day, it's a big game. And I say that only because for whatever reason, USC has not found a way to put out these opponents, whether it's Cal, whether it, you go down the list. And that's why no one's talking about Caleb as a Heisman contender. I mean, it, when you play good teams, you have to win those games regardless. But when you take, when you play sub-500 teams, when you play bad teams, you kind of have to blow them out. You have to have like those signature moments, and they have not really had that. So we'll see how they do. Friday night game. Um, attendance is not going to be great with those terrible 6.30 Friday <laughs> games. But 
All right. Uh, Nick, I will see you this weekend. I'm sure, my friend, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend now, a ghost in the dark? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.